is the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy yo Hot time scrolling for your long truants You might learn something you never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Here I am for another week of say your mind woo say your mind hey say your mind or you get left behind hey 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 welcome 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 to another week of SYM officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what yes suck your mom <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to another week. As you can see, well, some of you can't see like right now, but um, if you watch on YouTube, you'll now see that there's a bit of a setup going up, going up, going up. Like Brent has really hooked me up. So we've got some straws in the foreground and I've actually brought my tarot decks from now on. I'm not um, leaving them behind anymore. So I bring them with me. Um, hold on one second. So I'm just grabbing this. So I'm just showing you... Um, this this is uh black obsidian this is a this is a crystal that i carry with my tarot decks that's just to um kind of clear negative energy and to just keep everything open so you get the best kind of aura the best kind of energy around you and i think when you do that you're more receptive to your intuition you're you pay more attention to your intuition so i've got the black obsidian here as well it's not pretty it's not one of the rocks that are necessarily pretty but it's so strong and it and that's what's important it's not about how something looks it's what it can really really do for you so that's why I've got that there so yeah this week I've been doing bits I've been doing bobs um I've been recording a mini documentary I was approached to do a mini documentary about my twerk classes so by God's grace that will be out soon um, so I can't wait for you to see that. Um, it's just really, really exciting. I feel so blessed from all the things that are happening for me. Um, sometimes I think to myself like, wow, um, do I do I deserve this? Wow, this is so lucky. But it's actually not lucky. You know, there's lucky would imply that, you know, I haven't done the work to get what I've got. I think blessing speaks to the fact that, yeah, you know, people are blessed even when they don't do things. But I just feel like it's more of a blessing because I've put in that work and I feel like God knows my heart. And I see like these things are coming to fruition. So it just means a hell of a lot to me so it's, it's exciting times it's exciting times and I'm I'm being more wary of you know um the energy that I have around me the energy that I'm putting out I think it's a very crucial time so I need to be very very aware that I can't just fly off the handle when things annoy me you know there are repercussions to everything so I'm just trying to be a more you know serious and more alert baby girl so yeah, you know, I haven't said it yet, but hi, hi, hi. My name is Kalechi Okafor. Welcome to another episode of SYM. Oh gosh, there is so much to get into today. I can't, like, I hope this isn't going to be a super long episode, but I apologize in advance because there are bits to speak about. There's so much to get through. So really take your time when you're listening to this because we're going to do a lot. So first things first. We're going to talk about the card today, the tarot card that I've pulled for today's 
session or today's podcast is the Ace of Swords. Don't know if you can see that. It's the Ace of Swords. So the Ace of Swords, the drawing, I find that with all the Ace cards, the drawings are always very, very simple. There's not a lot that's going on, yet they are the most powerful cards of the suits. Um, so the Ace of Swords, we see a white hand. This is why I told you that I won a black tarot deck. And thank you all of the people who searched online for me and found me like really great um, tarot um, decks that were made by black people or that have like, you know, black images. I really love them. I'm just trying to find one that resonates with me and I haven't quite found it yet, but I, I really, really appreciate that. So the Ace of Swords, you see a white hand coming out of the cloud and underneath you just see like barren mountains. Um, and around the white hand, you've got kind of light emanating from the fist and how tightly it's holding onto the sword and the sword we see both sides of the sword it's not like we're just seeing one side of the sword we're seeing both sides and on um on top of the sword we've got a crown so it's like the sword is piercing the crown and on one side we've got a laurel wreath and we've got a palm frond so all of those things are important and I'll and I'll tell you why shortly. Like I'm always saying, you don't need to know anything about tarot to understand this, but just be open-minded to see if there are messages that kind of resonate with you because I think that these all speak to the human experience. That's all it's really, really about. When I see the swords, when it comes to the deck, uh, the sword suit, it's usually speaking more to air signs. So, you know, I'm an air sign being um, a Libra. It speaks a lot to the intellect. The sword suit is very much about intellect. Whereas I think that the wand suit is very much about action. Um, the pentacles usually speaks to career, money. And then we've got the cups that speaks to emotion, relationships. So this is very much about intellect that what we're looking at here. Now, the Ace of Swords is one of the only three uh, cards in the card deck that the sword is upright. Everywhere else you'll see the sword like doing this, doing that, facing all bare different directions. But this is one of the only three that's upright. So we've got this one and we've got the Queen of Swords and we've got the Justice card. Those are the only ones that have the swords in the upright position. And most times that, you know, that, you know, that's important that is facing upright. Why I say that is because the Ace of Swords is kind of reminding us that we need to up the levels. The fact that it's piercing through the, uh, going through the crown, going through the crown is like, it reminds me of the crown chakra. And that's where all of our, you know, our intuition, our higher selves, you know, that's where it resides, like, in the crown chakra. So you want that to be open. So your highest intelligence, you can access it. Like you, you need that. We need to be able to see things that aren't kind of seeable with the human eye. So this card is really saying that it's time to, for you to start cutting through the bullshit. People are going to be saying things around you. They're going to be moving mad around you. And you really, really need to start cutting through the bullshit. And most times it might even be speaking to your own bullshit. Sometimes we tell ourselves things and we're, we're comfortable telling ourselves these things, telling ourselves these untruths because we're not really, really ready to do the work that needs to be done. And this card is just kind of saying, yo, 
you need to, and it's not going to be easy. That's why you see both sides because you've got to weigh up both sides in, in all of your situations. That's why you can see both sides of the sword. Like you've got to weigh up both sides of a situation and really do the work of cutting through all of that nonsense. Stop telling yourself things, you know, stop putting yourself down and also stop gassing yourself. If that's what you do, stop gassing yourself up about things when you know the, the, you know, the basic truth and the basic truth, however it may be, uh, however hard it might be to accept, you need to take it on board and start working from there because it's when you work from there that you're going to get all of the benefits that the Ace of Swords can provide because it means that you'll be operating at a level of intellect that other people are yet to meet you at. And you need that if you're going to succeed. Like we spoke about the sun card last week. If you're going to succeed, if you're going to do all of this, you need to have your wits about you. And this is what this card is asking you to do, that you're going to be blessed with so many things. But at the same time, you need to have your wits about you and you need to cut through all the bullshit. Don't, if, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And so you need to stop buying into the lies of other people and you need to stop buying into the lies that you tell yourself like stop telling yourself wild things and and putting yourself down you know start to start to really really tell your tell yourself the truth about your magnificence about how great you are that's what you need to hear and at the same time don't tell yourself tell yourself the untruths where you're bigging yourself up when you know that there's more that you can do and then you're getting vexed with other people like oh why am I falling out with this person why is this happening why is this happening you know why it's happening you need to sit down have a moment with yourself and really highlight those things and really highlight those things that you know that you need to work on so you can access your highest intelligence like your higher self that's what the Ace of Swords is telling us, basically. So that's the tarot. That's the tarot for this week. And I'm going to launch right in to Share Your Magnificence. So Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to Kemi, Kemi Bello. We will we say Kemi Bello, you know, as Yorubas. But yeah, Kemi Bello gets my magnificence this week she's the first person that gets it so kemi has uh, she's a makeup artist amongst other things she's a fantastic writer like i love her blog site um she does bits so kemi um has recently finished her masters like she's she's my brother's age and i'm just in awe of her same thing i said about the slum flower i'm just in awe of young people 22 23 just really doing great things and yeah, so she's a makeup artist and she's also got her own makeup line. Like, oh, Kemi's just fantastic. Like the her website for her makeup line is just so nice and crisp, you know, and the products that she has there, you know, she's researched into them. They're great quality. And I just like how meticulous that she is. Like she cares about getting great results. So for that reason, I love her greatly i'm gonna put her uh, makeup artistry site um in the captions and i'm also gonna put like where you can actually buy the makeup range from as well that she's got on you know her cosmetics range i'll put that up as well so you can access it but i really appreciate her because when i said oh you know these people are coming through to do a documentary on me she was like oh let me come through and do your makeup when i opened this uh you know the second studio when we opened the second studio she came through and was just like yeah let me do your makeup she just 
She just wants me to be great. And so for that reason, I want her to be great. I just really appreciate her presence. I really appreciate the fact that she's alive and she's a young black woman really trying to build that empire. Not even trying, she's building an empire. Cause you know, I said, I don't really, I'm not really feeling the word try. She's building an empire and I'm all for it. So Kemi, big up yourself. Yeah, big, big. Um, the second person actually is a white woman. And I don't know if I've actually, I don't think I've, Done a share your magnificence where I've bigged up a white woman because most times they're moving in very demonic ways and it really annoys me. Like, obviously, I've got white woman friends, but you know, when we're talking about white women, capital W, capital W, they're just so immersed in their privilege that they aggravate me a lot. But the person I'm going to big up is Jessica Chastain, um, actress. I think she's, is she the one that does, um, oh, she did this Channel 4 program. But anyway, yeah. And she's done other films and she's done other bits since. But the reason I'm picking her up is because we always talk about white women not acknowledging their privilege and being very, very happy to be where they're at. And they talk about all all of us coming to support them when they're doing little to support women of colour, when they're doing very, very little to support black women. But Jessica, she tied her contract for a new film that she's doing she tied it in with her co-star Octavia Spencer who I swear is Oscar nominated anyway she or is she even an Oscar winner I should have really checked that but anyway um Octavia Spencer a black woman who's been in this acting game for a while her acting prowess is delectable like this woman is incredible yet for some reason they were paying her significantly less than they were paying Jessica Chastain for this film okay even if Jessica Chastain is in the lead role and Octavia Spencer is in um you know a supporting role the the disparity was just wild and this was brought to um, Jessica's attention that Octavia was getting much less way less than she deserved so she found a way she she created a way to tie her contract in with Octavia's to make sure that Octavia got five times more what they were planning to pay her for that film. Five times more than what they were planning to pay her. Like, that's so incredible to me. Like, you know what? Today's not the day to talk about the way, um, the ways in which like the entertainment industry like to boy off black women. I know that Monique had um, asked people to boycott Netflix this week because she was only offered $500,000 to make a Netflix um, special, um, a stand-up comedy special. She was only offered 500000 but Amy Schumer was offered 12 and a half million for doing her own Netflix special, which is just wild. It's absolutely wild that someone who has won an Oscar, like Monique has won an Oscar. For, she won it for Precious. Um, yet you're only wanting to give her $500,000, but you're going to give Amy Schumer, who I don't even think is funny. You're going to give her 12 and a half million. Like that is ridiculous. And Amy Schumer, you know, she's doing her bits, she's doing whatever. But when I heard about that happening to Monique, I didn't like the way she went about trying to rally support um, about the fact that she was getting paid so little. I mean, I think the deal was didn't end up going ahead because Netflix were like, we're not going to pay you more. It's clear that these corporations value black women not very much. 
And so for a film production company to offer Octavia whatever they offered her and for Jessica to be like, rah, I didn't even know that's what you black actresses were getting. Like I heard that Taraji P. Henson, when they were filming Benjamin Button, she had to pay for her own hotel. That's how wild some of these production companies are moving. And it's so unfair. But I appreciate the fact that Jessica heard she heard that a black woman wasn't getting what she deserved and she tried to help in whatever way that she could to to kind of bolster her career and I just really think that that's what I like um, allyship is about now I'm not going to make her out to be one saint and then make everything about Jessica because it's not it's about Octavia and it's about black women getting what they deserve but you know Big up Jessica, big up Jessica for doing what a lot of white people don't want to do. They don't want to step up. You know, they can talk all the time about, oh my God, racism is so horrible. Racism is so horrible. But when it's time for them to actually do anything to help you, they're silent. Jessica really did do something. and, And I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. So Jessica, wherever you are, redhead gal big up yourself because i'm loving your vibes i'm loving your bits well done well done my girl so yeah that's really it for share your magnificence now we're going to move into the wonderful world of fuckeries also known as so you mad because so many people were moving mad this week i i actually have to kind of like i have to run through it at a breakneck speed because i want to make sure that i at least cover the main ones yeah So first up, I'm actually going to read you a letter. I'm really, really excited that more people are sending me letters. So I'm going to uh, read out a letter to you from a makeup artist, um, you know, um, a Muslim makeup artist who was on set film, uh, you know, shooting something, taking some photos with a white male photographer. They had a black model, a black female model who had an Afro out. And the photographer thought that it was, you know, appropriate to put his hands in the model's hair you're not the hairstylist so why is your hand even there but anyway let me just read the letter to you and please obviously as you know you can send me letters you can send me your experiences to sym at kalechiokafor.com but you know let's get into this letter um it's 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 really very interesting so the letter says hello miss okafor In the Please No Burglary episode, I really appreciated your explanation of the tarot card and your breakdown of the sun card because it really resonated with me. I feel like a tiny bug finally breaking free of my nasty ass cocoon. I had a terribly shit year last year and I owned the mistakes I made, but guilt and anxiety and sorrow and the fear of being happy, as you put it, has prevented me from really being loud and proud of who I am and what I want. Not this year. This year, I'm going to own everything I say and do and the standards and behaviours I have and expect of others with all of my 36D chest. But I love that. Um, Anyway, which brings me to the point of why I'm currently in my nine to five trying to compose this letter to you in a discreet way without being caught. Yesterday at a shoot, I was working on a beautiful model with a gorgeous afro. The white male photographer felt it entirely appropriate and reasonable to ask the model in front of me whilst I was doing her goddamn eye makeup. Can I touch it? And then proceeded to touch it with a curious look on his face. Both the model and I locked eyes. And in that moment, I swear to Allah, I felt disgust, shock 
actual fucking horror at the audacity of this white man to both objectify and erase this woman's identity. I have um, I've attached a screenshot of the conversation had with the model subsequently. um, And I was unfortunately unable to intervene or say anything to her yesterday as we were both so busy on set. So I hope what I'm about to say is coherent and clear. I will try to make my thoughts precise um, with the following. I'm not black. I'm Bengali. I'm Muslim and I wear a headscarf. So I cannot and do not pretend to, as many brown women try to do, <clears throat> have completely um, relatable life experiences to black women or um, women of, what's it? Um, black women of African and or Caribbean heritage. I have proximate to, i.e. close to experiences, but I also have some structural privileges afforded to me by my brownness. And I 100% declare this. Since I've started wearing a hijab, however, I have noticed white people's attitudes towards me change slightly. The fact that a lot of white people will do their utmost to avoid sitting next to me on a packed train or bus, even if that empty sit next um, empty seat next to me is the only one for Lauren to sit on. I love Lauren. I usually use Kathy, but I love that you've used Lauren. Um, Lauren will not sit on it. Nope, that bitch would rather stand for thirty five minutes. The photographer's blatant ignorance and entitlement to molest part of a black woman's identity and physical being dressed up as innocent curiosity was the first time I'd ever witnessed this so up close and personal. I actually couldn't speak for several moments. I also have to commend the professionalism of this young black model who just got on with the rest of the shoot. Like what had just happened hadn't happened. I read, I I read a lot of fashion press. It's important to me that I do. And recently at a business of fashion voices panel discussion on diversity, there was a lot of insight into how black models are treated on set from makeup artists who cannot do black makeup to um, some do not even carry base uh, carry base for darker skin tones to photographer and um, photographers, photographers and art directors who also seem keen to ratchet up the sexual imagery of a black male or female model. It was unfortunate and problematic that I had to witness this firsthand on one of my sets. I make every effort to ensure my models are looked after and treated with respect. This didn't happen on that set. Hair is sacred to a lot of black women. It's sacred to a lot of Muslim women. Afrocentric women choose to wear their hair free of chemicals and commercial hair products in order to reinforce their identity with aspects of black womanhood in the face of hostile anti-black society. Some Muslim women choose to cover their hair however they choose to observe hijab as this protects their sacred covenant with their iman faith and ibadah worship and reinforces their Muslim identity to a hostile and anti-Muslim society. If someone was to just start feeling up my hijab with or without my permission, I would throat punch them. Black women who are just trying to live without the intrusion of white fucking fingers in their hair are encountering this bullshit every fucking day. And I'm angry at the lack of respect and ignorance of those who feel that it's perfectly acceptable to do this. I hope that I have what I've outlined above serves as a learning point and it's important for those of us who are proximate to live uh, to the lived experiences of black people to call out the bullshit that black people are expected to put up with xoxo so 
I've actually got the screenshot here of the text messages that went between the makeup artist and the model. And it basically says, hey, thank you again for so much for yesterday. Really appreciate your positive energy and vibe. I was also just wanted to say how sorry I am that the photographer thought it was appropriate to touch your hair. I was actually mortified. White men in positions of power do not understand the sacred nature of black women's hair and how every time they ask, can I touch it? It's a form of erasure, objectification of an um, and objectification of black identity. I'm so sorry this happened. The model responded with, thank you. Yesterday was so nice and you're all so lovely. Did you clock my face? I saw you had the exact same look. No need to apologize. It's not your fault, but I truly appreciate it. Although no one should ever be touching everyone's hair, it was a lot better than him just going in for it. So what she was saying by that is that like, it's not like he just launched his hand into her hair. At least he actually asked permission. But someone's done that to me before. When I used to train my clients at a, um, a space in Vauxhall, the white man thought it was perfectly normal to come up to me and say, can I touch your... Um, how do you attach that to your head? Can I touch it? Is that your hair? I had um, faux locks and he's like, can I touch it? Is that your hair? And before I could even say yes or no, his hand was there stroking awkwardly, stro stroking my hair. Now, remember, I'm hiring this space from him. I'm not even an employee where you might see me in a subservient role and you think that that's normal. It, I was hiring the space, yet he thought it would be okay to touch my hair. Then he said that I'm the actual racist, that I'm the reverse racist for having a problem with him touching my hair and for me viewing his behavior as racist. I was on set this week shooting something, apart from the documentary that I'm doing. I was on set shooting a, a little bit in a commercial and the white makeup artist, I got to her, um, her desk or whatever, her table, and she didn't have anything darker than the color of almond milk. Literally, there was nothing close to my shade. Luckily for me, because I've got common sense, I did my makeup before I even arrived on set. But she looked at me and she was just like, you could see the relief on her face where she was like, oh, <laughs> you've already got your makeup done. Okay, well, I'll just add a touch of powder. Bitch, that's all you could add. Translucent powder is literally all you have that I could possibly use. You have nothing else. And so many black models actresses, everything are still rolling up to set with their own bunch of makeup because white makeup artists are literally not bothering to have anything in our shade. Whenever we go to these things to be creative, to be, to, you know, to be artists, we're subjected to the reminder that, oh, by the way, I don't have anything for you. So how does that make you feel within the creative industries when these people don't even have anything to, 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 to make you look nice? As for the photographer that touched the hair, it's disgusting. It's this disgusting because you know you've been booked for a job from, you know, your agency sent you out for this job and you can't even run your mouth the, the way that you might want to because for the fear of being labelled as a terrible model. But he felt that it was okay to do that and he'll probably feel like it's okay to do it another time. I just think it's so, so disgusting and just yuck. Like, yuck honestly. But, you know, thank you for sending that letter through because we need to discuss these things. They're not okay. They're not cool. It's not cool that people think that they can do this to people and, you know, that we should be okay with it. Whew. So that's that letter done. Now, moving on. 
Moving on to the next madness that happened, Sierra. Now, everyone knows that I'm a Sierra fan. Like, I love Sierra. I think, like, she's such a brilliant, brilliant dancer and, yeah, and performer. I just love her so much. But she put up a video this week on Instagram where a pastor, I think I've got to check his name, was talking about women not walking in the spirit of wife, that they're walking in the spirit of girlfriend and they're surprised as to why they're not being um, proposed to. And that just really, really aggravated me. So someone wrote here, um, the singer started to trend on Twitter um, on Sunday morning after she posted John Gray's sermon in which she tells women what it takes to get married. He says, you're not a wife when I marry you. You're a wife when I find you. You become my wife when I marry you. But a wife is not the presence of a ring, it's the presence of your character. He um, said, too many women want to be married, but you're walking in the spirit of girlfriend. Um, so Sierra decided to hashtag this and say level up. And the, you know, the video does go on to tell men how they can like be better. But the fact is she posted just that snippet. That was the snippet that she posted. And then she put level up. I'm just tired of people feeling like they need to give women advice on, on this amazing thing of getting a man oh my god like that's the best thing you could ever do for your fucking life manage to get yourself a a, a a partner get yourself someone oh my god someone wants to marry me this is so amazing let me just tell you from now before i even go further into this it is not a big deal to get married you can literally rock up to the registry office with a random guy on road and get married if you've got the money you can go there and get married it's not a big deal so why some women think that this means that they've achieved all of the levels they've clocked all of the levels in the game in the super mario game i don't even understand like you haven't done anything incredible by the fact that you know someone's decided that they want to marry you because more time a lot of you are in the unhappiest of marriages because you just wanted to have a ring and you just wanted to say oh i'm somebody's wife okay what's that done you know what's that done for you sierra i'm annoyed because i've been so happy about the fact that she's with future the um, future oh my god god forbid no the fact that she's with um russell you know i'm really really happy for her but i think we're also part of the problem because we were so kind of like oh my god someone you know she's gotten married and she had this fantastic wedding everything's great Maybe it perpetuated that whole thing of, oh my God, she's married. She's done a great thing. But actually I was just happy that Sierra found a good guy. You know, she, she, I wanted her to be happy and she found happiness in this guy. That's what I was more concerned about. Not the fact that the guy married her. They could be not married right now. I'd still think that her life is great because she's got a partner that clearly dotes on her. That was what was important for me. But for her to now go hashtag level up, I just thought, are you, are you mad? Are all the Michael Jackson moonwalks that you've been doing, have they stopped you from receiving oxygen to your brain? Because it's very, very disrespectful. And I get so tired of the when women get married. I feel like sometimes married women are so vile. I can't stand them because they get so sanctimonious and so self-righteous and they feel like they can talk down to single women. Like they, 
So many married women hate single women. They hate them, one, for the fact that they hate the times that they used to be single and uncertain. And maybe seeing these single women are a reminder of that. Also, when they see single women living their best life, it aggravates them again because they know that they've had to make sacrifices to be in that marriage. And most of them have gotten into those marriages by pretending to be someone else. So they hate that as well. And also they hate the fact that single women are out there, they're they're free agents and you're scared that they're going to come and take your husband. Oh, I don't want my husband around, you know, these, these single ladies. Well, if you're concerned about that, you should be concerned about your husband. If you married a great guy, you wouldn't have to worry about what single women are doing because you'd have a great guy. But if you're worried about what single women are doing, it's because your husband's a pussy clerk. And I didn't stutter when I said that your husband is a pussy clerk. The problem isn't with the single women. The problem's with your husband or the problem is with your insecurity. Stop projecting that onto single women and let them live their life. And people stop pressuring women to be married when you're not putting the same pressure on men to be good husbands. Everyone's so worried from the moment that a girl is, you know, born, she's growing up. Everyone is grooming her for marriage. Oh, you need to know how to cook and clean for marriage. You need, But you, when you cook, tell men to learn how to cook, and clean you're telling them to cook and clean so they know how to look after themselves you're not saying that they should learn to cook and clean so they can be a good husband it's just so oh so a woman can't come and run rings around you it's good that you know how to cook and clean for yourself but when it's a girl she's taught to be able to cook and clean so she can make a good wife well she's literally learning those skills for somebody else this person that doesn't even exist yet teach everyone to learn to do things for themselves to be self-sufficient onto themselves that is what's the most important thing anyway cc decided to come back the next i think the next day or something and she did one of those ios press releases those instagram press releases and she was just like I was once that girl wanting to be loved a certain way, but was making the wrong choices. I found myself at my lowest moment. I was a single mom sitting at home and then realized that the perfect love I was looking for was how God loves me, how he wants me to be loved and who he was calling me to be as a mom and a woman. That's when I realized married or not married, I needed to love myself, level up. But you know, like when someone writes D for for a question that required A, this is what this does like she doesn't actually address the issue she's just moving mad in this statement because she doesn't address how oppressive it is that people value a woman they base a woman's worth on how she um you know whether she's a wife or whether she's a mother whether i become a wife or a mother does not take away from the fact that i am still a woman and i'm still a fantastic woman even if i never do those things so you can just mind all of your business like it was very clear to me when she posted that video by that pastor anyway that she's speaking to herself like you're not speaking to me you're speaking to your old self like you you're speaking to yourself when you were singing uh, just can't leave him alone i'm bad boys i can't leave him alone you're singing to yourself you're not chatting to me because the fact is you can be a fantastic woman in terms of doing all of this cooking and cleaning and doting on this guy like if he's breathing you're concerned about the humidity and if he's getting enough moisture and the oxygen that he's taking in like you could do everything and you know what you'll still get cheated on you know what you'll still get left so 
All of those things that you guys are listing as the things that a woman should be able to do won't change the fact that if you're, if we're all living in a society that allows men to behave like absolute dickheads, none of that will matter because they still feel that women are dispensable and women are just objects to be chopped and changed and chopped and screwed. That's, that's the actual problem. Address the problem and stop projecting it onto other people that are just trying to mind their fucking business. So that's all I'll say with regards to Sierra. Obviously, I still love you, but stop with them wild statements because I, 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 there are so many ways I could possibly drag you and I wouldn't want to do that to you because I've loved you for a very, very long time. Anyways, moving on, moving on. So the next say, um, so you mad is, um, which one should I do? Okay, the Bikram studio. I don't know if you guys heard, but I went to Bikram. Um, I always go to Bikram, by the way. I, I love going to Bikram yoga. So if you don't know about Bikram yoga, you do yoga po- uh, postures in a very, very, very hot room. It's incredibly hot and it's incredibly uncomfortable, but I love it. I've, I feel like I've developed so much within my body and myself and my mind. I've developed so much by going to yoga practice and going to Bikram yoga practice. So at this particular studio in Canary, Wharf. I have been to at least 55 lessons there. Yeah. 55 lessons there over, I don't know, the period of a year or two. I've, I've, I've gone to about 55 lessons there. I've had um, this particular teacher about seven times. Anyway, I went to Bikram on a Monday at the same time. Like I, I think I went to Bikram on a Monday at 12 o'clock. This woman was teaching the class. I went the next week to the same class on the same day. And when I walked in, she said, oh, is this your first time? At first I thought it was a joke because I thought, what do you mean? Is this my first time? Like I've been coming here and I've had at least, at least six sessions with you in particular. And I was here last week. I was literally here last week in the same class with the same hair and the same black body. And there aren't many black women who rock up to these classes. So how do you not recognize me? Like I, the, the class wasn't even full last week. Like I was here. So I say, no, I've had about 55 sessions. And she goes, oh, is this your first 60 minute class? Why do you need it to be my first anything? If I've had 55 sessions, we can just through the theory of probability, I've probably done at least one 60 minute class. Usually Bikram is 90 minutes, by the way, but I've, I, I usually do 90 minute classes, but I've also done 60 minute classes. So why are you asking me nonsense questions? So I think the look on my face said everything. And anyway, we started the session, got through it all. At the end of the session, I'm coming out of the room and she goes to me, really well done today. Great practice, great focus. Yeah, I know I've got great practice and I've got great fucking focus because I remember the people who have taught me, whereas you don't seem to remember the people that you have had in your class at least more than five times. Like what's wrong with you? You as a yoga teacher, you're clearly crap because you couldn't even be present in the moment when you were teaching to recognize that you've seen me before, but you have the cheek to now say to me at the end of the class, good practice, good focus. You said that to me last week too. That's what's wild about the whole thing. You said it to me last week as well. And I feel that sometimes you go a couple of days without experiencing any fuckeries that you know, any major fuckeries. And then something like that happens. And it's like a punch to the gut that reminds you that this whitewashed yoga that we have in our kind of societies these days, they're so anti-black. And just by you being black, they want to question whether you're capable of doing this thing. And 
I know yogis that are sick in a game, black yogis that are sick, just absolutely sick in a game, but they will still go to classes and people will say to them, oh, um, have you just started? Meantime, these people have been probably covered maybe a thousand hours of yoga. But just for the fact that you're in that black skin, people want to assume that you don't know what you're doing. And it is so frustrating and it's so tiring. I've still got a few classes left in my 10 class pass that I bought with these, um, bought at this studio. But trust that as soon as it's done, because I'm Nigerian, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to forfeit those classes because I'm enraged. Now I'm going to use all of my fucking classes. But when they're done, I don't think I'm going back there because even when I approached the desk, I went to the reception desk and I said to the guy there, was I here last week, Monday? He said, yes. And I said, okay, did I have the same teacher last week, Monday? He said, yes. He could see where I was going with it, I'm sure. Because then he said, oh, but last week you booked through ClassPass, you know, the website, you booked through ClassPass. It doesn't matter what fucking app or site that I booked through. The fact of the matter is it doesn't change my appearance. I'm still the same person, regardless of which app I use to book this class. Like now you're coming up with asinine responses and you're going to get me mad. And then I'm going to kick up everybody in the joint. So that just really aggravated me. So I had to put that one out there. <sighs> the next So You Mad, you see, I'm trying to get through all of this. The next So You Mad, Amina Khan. Amina Khan is a hijabi model who L'Oreal recently announced is one of their new models for their campaign because they're trying to be diverse. Five days later, my girl has been dropped from L'Oreal. Why? Because in 2014, um, she wrote tweets um, criticizing, I think it was America that was sending care packages to the Israeli soldiers. And she criticized it saying like, rah, it's like you're basically supporting what they're doing to the Palestinians. Whoever, whichever devil decided to go and unearth these tweets of hers from 2014 basically meant that she got dropped by L'Oreal. And that gets me vexed because L'Oreal is just one of those brands that they don't care about diversity. They don't care. They're literally trying to tick boxes. They want your face. They want your brown face. They want your black face. They want your trans face, but they don't want you to speak about your views. They don't want that. Look at what happened to Monroe Bergdorf. They don't care. You know, they just want you to be silent. And it's funny because they keep choosing people that have strong views on things. Like, it's so wild to me that you would want my face, but you don't want my voice. So you know what? You can keep keep your nonsense endorsements and and fuck you all. You for the fact that she was then made to apologize for tweets that I don't see the issue with. Same way there was no real issue with Monroe Bergdorf's tweets, like none at all, none. But for the fact that it could criticize, um, it could criticize whiteness or proximal white proximal whiteness in any way and it could criticize oppression in any way by a more powerful group nah they've got problems with that and and that bothers me that that absolutely bothers me so sorry Amina that that happened to you but stay away from dead out stupid useless brands that just want to use your face and claim that they're diverse when they actually don't want your voice in in the discourse at all fuck them and fuck L'Oreal like L'Oreal keep moving mad and I hope that in 2018 their their share prices just become a madness because people surely at some point need to get tired of this bullshit so that's that that's out of the way that's done I'm doing well I'm getting through them I'm getting through them last one last one for so you mad is Erica Badu Erica Badu was doing an interview with I think it was Vulture and she said that she 
you know, sees the humanity in Adolf Hitler. And, you know, at one, once upon a time he was a child and he was a talented painter. Like she likes to see the good in him. There was some good in him. And she compares him to her child. You know, what if her child had had a troubled childhood? Maybe her child would have ended up in that way as well. Now I'm going to voice my unpopular opinion right here. I think that you guys hype Erica Badu too much. Everyone makes her out to be like this earth mother, this, you know, this woman that's just wise beyond everything. And she's just gracing us with her presence on earth. She says so many fucking problematic things. Like, honestly, is her headscarf too tight? Her headscarf that she wraps all the way up here must be, you know, it must be too heavy for her cerebral kind of... uh, functions because she she says such problematic things and she says such misogynistic things like she does I don't know if she says it to be controversial but she just does things that I just think you're really stupid like you're really really ridiculous and someone needs to tell you yes you've made some sick tunes over the years but that does not kind of mean that you don't have to deal with the backlash of your dumb ass comments so yeah she's like oh um I saw something good in Hitler. She then says, Hitler was a wonderful painter and he had a terrible childhood. Hitler didn't actually have a terrible childhood. He had a perfectly fine childhood. He was also a very terrible painter. Like, stop trying to make things up that don't exist. And she was just like, you know, I just think that I've accessed a version of humanity that just means I see things differently to the average person. You have smoked too much weed. The weed that you are smoking all that incense that you've been burning, as someone put it, has really got into your head. It's really messed up your, your brain functions because as much as I'm someone that believes that there are no bad people in this life, there are only people that do bad things. Hitler is one of those exceptions. I I cannot say... I. Hitler was a horrendous human being who killed millions of people, Jews, Muslims, you, you know... Be, be, disabled people who fall within being Jewish and being Muslim, basically anyone, black people, anyone that didn't fit into his Aryan ideology, he killed them. You know, concentration camps were set up like he masterminded the killings of millions of people in the most horrific ways. Like bodies were piled upon each other. Like this was okay to torture people in this way. And you want to open your stupid gold grilled teeth to come and talk about, oh, well, I like to see the good in him. Maybe it's because I'm a Pisces. Shut up. Don't even involve Zodiac signs into your fuckeries. Shut your mouth because you're a ridiculous person. And I just hate sometimes the the, the kind of, uh, the hierarchy that people have when it comes to Erica Badu, like, not that I think like anyone should get dragged for having ch- children with numerous men. Not at all. That's not what I'm trying to say. But the way that people speak about Erica Badu having children with different rappers is not the way, for instance, that they speak about Lauren London having children with different um, um, musicians. It's not the same. And she gets held um, on this pedestal that I don't think is fair because it's like she is above doing bullshit and we can't criticize her because she'll clap back. Clap back at me. Turn on your locations and I'll tell you to your fucking face that you're saying stupid things and you need to reconsider. You're not some transcendental being that has more knowledge and wisdom than the rest of us. Shut up. That's it. That's all I have to say. Like, 
she was a problematic to me from when she was talking about how um, children, young girls shouldn't tempt their teachers, their male teachers by wearing short skirts. They should take responsibility for the, the things that they wear so as not to tempt their teachers. Or I don't know, maybe let's not hire male teachers who are pedophiles. That would be a great idea because that's clearly where we're at. Stop bl- putting the blame on women. Same thing I said about Sierra. It must be something to do with Atlanta because they're all chatting shit. But Stop putting the blame on women to be the ones to change. Put the blame on the predators in society. Put the blame on men not wanting to do the things that they need to do to be better men. Do that. She made that comment. Then she made a comment about Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was accused by 60 different women of of sexual assault. This woman, with all her incense burning and all the crystals, I think having so many crystals around her has really fucked up her psyche. All of her energy is just doing higgy hagger from all the crystals that she has around her because she said, oh, well, I view Bill Cosby as, um, you know, a father figure and I think he's a wonderful, talented man. And I mean, those 60 accusations, I guess I'd have to look at them because, you know, basically she said that there are two sides to every story. So 60 people can accuse one man of sexual assault and you turn around and you say, oh, you know, there's, there's two sides to every story. Yeah, and both sides say that he's a sexual predator. So stop trying to be holier than thou. Stop trying to be wise beyond your years because you don't know what you're talking about and you keep excusing men's behavior. Notice that I don't see you riding for women in this way. It's always you telling women that they're doing a madness and they should just tolerate or do whatever they can to protect the men and to stop tempting the men. And men aren't ever wrong. And oh my God, men, 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 many men. (laughs) I did that last week as well. But yeah, anyway, Erica Badu, shut your mouth. That's all I wanted to say about that. Now, moving on to straw of the week. (sighs) So actually what I'm going to do, I'm going to do something very, very different this week for straw of the week, aka suck your mum. I'm going to give you three situations that could have had straw of the week. One of them is the Bikram studio. So that's, I've already told you that story. So they could get a straw. So you actually have to vote on my Instagram page or Twitter for who you think should get straw of the week. So the Bikram studio I've already mentioned. So should the Bikram studio get straw of the week or should it be um, Amina Khan being dropped by L'Oreal? Should they get straw of the week should l'oreal get straw of the week so you've got those two now i'm going to tell you the final one of who i think deserves straw of the week southwark police station southwark police station are vile beyond measure so they have some kind of vendetta against my brother my brother being a young black man they've got some kind of vendetta against him and i'm not saying that because i think that my brother is a saint no my brother annoys me at the best of times but what what is being done to him is basically systemic bullying they they are harassing my brother and i can't get my head around it They said that my brother committed a minor driving offence, yeah? Remember, they've said a minor driving offence. Please tell me then why they had his picture on Twitter. They put my brother's picture on Twitter, his full name, including his middle name that's long as fuck. They put his full name, they put his date of birth, everything on Twitter. And they said, we're looking for this man for a minor driving offence. You are all horrible people. For a minor driving offence, you're you're you're, con- you're like you're you're impeding on someone's privacy and putting their details on Twitter 
for the world at large because of a minor driving offence. Now, apart from this minor driving, well, you know, related to this minor driving offence that they said, you know, he's done, they showed up at my mum's house about five times. Five times they've come to my mum's house looking for my brother. One time they came with a detective. If it's a minor driving offence, why did a detective have to come? And this is a problem. I know that Theresa May has cut your funding, but you are using your funding in such a fucking stupid way by pursuing things that are minor. You said it's minor and, and it's not even like my brother hasn't shown up to court. He's shown up to court before and he said, I'm pleading not guilty. You don't like the fact that he's pleaded non-guilty and not guilty. So you're like, oh, well, we're going to keep calling you back until you plead guilty that is bullying you can't make me you can't bully me to to plea what you want me to plea if i don't believe that i've done anything wrong and you've said yourself it's a minor driving offense that is based on a technicality it's literally based on a technicality but you can't let it go because he's offended before you've now said that every time you're just going to come at him and come at him and come at him now the problem with this is that they do things that are unethical the police do things that are unethical all of the time and they get away with it because the black people or the black boys that are they're doing it to don't have enough legal knowledge to know that they can challenge this that they don't have to put up with this and there are independent committees put in place to to be the check and balance for the police and yet as as, as um biased as i think that these ind- independent committees are they are there to set a, um you know to to provide a service so you can approach them and let them know what's been done to you yet these black boys are not utilizing these services so they're just consistently harassed by the police and nothing's done they've taken my brother's car they've um confiscated my brother's cars more than once more than once they've confiscated a car of my brother's and they've said that it's due to something to do with insurance. At the time, he's got full insurance, by the way. He's got full insurance for, I think, both of the cars that they've taken from him. The problem now lies in the fact that they haven't declared that they've confiscated his car. They haven't put it on the system that they've taken the car from him. So he can't actually fight that. He can't if they haven't put it on the system, it doesn't exist. It's his word against theirs. There's no police report. They haven't put it on the system that they've taken his car because then he'd be able to say, oh, hey, actually, I do have insurance. If it's not on the system, how can they do it? And you know what I think they're doing? Because they know that my brother has, you know, done nonsense in the past. They are hoping that when they take his car, if they can like check it, send it to forensics, check it for anything, maybe see if they can link him to something, which is why they haven't put it down. And because if they just said, oh, it's for insurance purposes, maybe they wouldn't have the jurisdiction to do what they were doing. So instead, they just don't declare it. So my brother's car is basically the two cars that they've taken from him is up in thin air. And I decided to speak about this on the show because I just think that it's not fair that so many black boys and men go unseen with the way that they're treated by the police and the police get away with this all of the time. And I tweeted at MPS Southwark or whatever the fuck that they want to call themselves. And I said, me and you were going to go toe to toe because when you decided to mess with my brother, you obviously didn't know whom's I am. And I will, I will deal with this. Even if he doesn't have the knowledge that he needs to deal with this. I love reading books. I'm a book reading motherfucker. Like I'll read every book that I need to read. And then I'm going to approach all every committee that will listen to me. I will sleep there. Every committee that will listen to me because i will deal with you guys because the if it's not enough the police brutality that the um, black boys suffer in europe now you're added to it by the subversive things that you're doing to them those things that they can't quite prove 
and you're you're using your system as you see fit. You're pulling strings in your system as you see fit to continue to oppress black men, black people just generally. And me, Kelechi Okafor, I will not stand for it. I'm going to let you know from here on in that you can, I don't know, you can bug my phone if you want to. You can follow me around if you want to. But just know that me, I've got the biggest police commissioner on my side possible. That is G-O-D. That is God. And if you decide to mess with me, it's all of your family that will get it from God, not from me or from God. So just if you know what's best for you, MPS Southwark, leave my fucking brother alone and go and find his cars from wherever the hell you drop them. They must miraculously appear like kazing. Find my brother's cars because this cannot continue. We can't continue to just let the po- police do a fuckeries and think that they can get away with it. Me, I've had enough and I think that we should all have enough collectively. So you can probably see that if I wanted to give a straw, my straw would be going to MPS Southwark, but I'm allowing you to vote for who you think should get straw of the week. So is it you, the Bikram Yoga Studio or is it the um, L'Oreal for what they've done to Amina or is it MPS Southwark, the police in Southwark because they're pussy clots. But let me know. And that is the end of the episode for this week. So thank you so, so much for listening. I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind and unofficially known as What What? Yes, suck your mum. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on at Kalechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod on Twitter. And yes, please send me letters to sym at kelechiokafor.com. And the um, Kemi that I mentioned earlier for Share Your Magnificence, I'll put her website and details where you can find her in the captions also. So have a fantastic week. I love you all. Remember what I said about the Ace of Swords, that please, please, please cut the bullshit, cut right through any of the bullshit that you're giving yourself or other people are giving you, tapping to your higher self and really begin to do the work to bring to fruition all of the wonderful things that you're capable of. I love you all immensely. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.